If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Just another 90-minute Monday. Ooh. Welcome to the AM Drive. We are live on October the 4th, 2021 here on 12 on Sports. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. What's up, Aaron? Well, not a whole lot. Uh, we had a big action-packed weekend in college and the NFL. I... Um... I got to say, the AM drive was a tale of two cities, the Jekyll and Hyde. I uh, went 0-3 in the uh, college football and 2-0 and in the NFL for the AM drive five. That doesn't make for a good record, but I thought it was kind of funny. I couldn't hit a broadside of a barn in the college football last week. <laughs> I think I was the opposite. I think I hit the college football and not the NFL. And put us together. Right. Aaron, do you want to look like a Friday night but feel like a Sunday morning? I absolutely do. Amen. Shirts today make that seem impossible. But in 2018, a group of inventors called Buttercloth struck a deal with Shark Tank. They created a six-way stretch mint-based shirt that keeps you cool and repels those odors. Nothing tops the comfort and the amazing looks. This year, though, Buttercloth struck another deal with the AM Drive right here. To support our show and own this breakthrough line of comfortable shirts, visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the Buttercloth logo. Any words on Buttercloth, Mr. Aaron? Uh, no, I wore actually wore the shirt uh, to my job on Saturday. And I will say this, and then this is not just because it's one of our sponsors. It definitely feels different. Like I have other shirts. I have, you know, JCPenney shirts. You know, I even have cheaper shirts that I bought at like TJ Maxx. And they do have that like sandpapery type feeling. But I never noticed it now until I had the Buttercloth shirt. You, and, and if you're sitting out there like, oh, all the shirts are the same. I mean, honestly, no. they're really not. This uh, the Buttercloth shirts are a little more expensive than your $25, $30, you know, JCPenney shirt. But I got to say, they do sales very frequently, 15% off. And if you go to Buttercloth uh, using our link, uh, they have sales there all the time as well. And you can actually get it for not too much more than you get those penny shirts at. So, I mean, again, I know it's our sponsor and I'm, I, I sound biased, but I never knew I needed this shirt until I bought it. That's awesome. I feel like you wrote that down, but you said it so eloquently. It was awesome. No, nope, nothing here. Off the cuff. Good stuff. Um, Aaron, let's get to our best and worst of the weekend. Now, we're going to start with you, Aaron's worst of the weekend. So my worst of the weekend hits home for me because um, I, I know it's going to be a tough season. And we had uh, we had our buddy Alan from UCF Football Updates on the show a couple weeks ago, oh. right after, uh, right, uh, right before, I think they lost to Louisville. It was after. Was it after they lost to Louisville? Okay. Um, so Navy, the football team, they've scored 30 points all year. And Saturday against UCF, they beat UCF. They scored 34 points in one game. They've scored 30 points all year leading into this contest. UCF 
gets beat by a Navy team that hasn't scored more than what they scored Saturday. That's that's my worst of the weekend. Sorry. How was the Joel's score? It was 34-30. 34-30 mm-hmm. or 34-31. But uh, the point is, is a team that scores 30 points in four weeks before they come meet you, or three weeks, should not be uh, putting up 34 on you. The defense needs a complete and utter overhaul. They need to figure out what's going on because the offense can definitely put up points and keep these guys into contention for the AAC, but you can't give up 34 points to the Navy. You just can't do it. You can't lose the Navy. Good Lord. People lose the Navy. That's fine, but you mm. can't. A team that's averaging 10 points a game can't be allowed to score 34 on you when they only do one thing they run the ball. That's very true. Like, if you can't stop that, can't stop a nosebleed. So that's so. my worst. My worst of the weekend, <clears throat> and this one actually helped, was helped by this little like she had to be like ninety year old, ninety years old old lady. I was behind somebody, actually J C Penny, picking up a suit coat that I had bought that was actually too small. Son of a gun, I'm fat. Um, <clears throat> so I, as she leaves, she says, "I'm gonna go watch the Talladega race. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do." Come on, the NASCAR playoffs at Talladega. Little white lady, I, I dig it, I dig it. And then the it gets rained out. And so they're having a playoffs race a day afterwards, but now no one's going to be watching it. And it's like NASCAR does this crap of starting these races at like 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast. It's always raining at that time at their Eastern races. I don't know what it is, but they got to stop scheduling them so terribly. And why can't they have a night race? Like, can we please turn on the lights or give these guys headlights? Or I know windshield wipers like the Indy cars do, man. Or Formula One, whatever it is. It's so frustrating. And I feel sorry. I hope the old lady <laughs> may not go there, but I hope she doesn't. I hope she gets to see this. I hope she's alive to see the race today is what I'll say. Oh, my God. That's just no, I'm serious. Like 90 years old, bro. She's looking forward to that thing. I broke her little heart. Okay. Aaron, your, your best of the weekend. <laughs> So my best of the weekend is uh, something I called out, I believe. I don't know if we talked about it on Friday, but I know we definitely talked about it on the NFL preview show. Um, If you guys know, if you listened, you know I had the Patriots plus seven, and you knew I had the money line, which almost came through, a little doink at the end there. 56-yard field goal. I wasn't 100% expecting that to go in, but it was close. Uh, So my best of the weekend is the Patriots covering fairly easily after the sportsbooks took 97%, maybe even 98. I heard 98 in some spots. 97% of tickets were on Tampa. 97%. Boy, the betting public is alive and well. Who says sports betting is dead? Not this guy. I actually called that game plus seven, and then I called it plus two and a half when the Patriots were leading. So when – the Buccaneers, when Antonio Brown dropped the pass in the end, and then the Patriots went for a, a field goal. I, was like, I thought they were going to go for it all. I was like, why are we kicking a field goal at this point? But we'll get to that later. But I was, I made good, good money on that game too. Um, my best of the weekend. See, elephant in the room here. See, for years I've told people that Daniel Jones is good. Not that. Not that he's average. I've told people he's good, okay? So here's the thing. Before the draft, PFF, Pro Football Focus, gets on there and says, not only can he not throw, 
Dwayne Haskins is better. So now Daniel Jones has played the Broncos well, the Washington football team well, and threw for 400 yards in a comeback against the Saints. And I beg anyone to ever come at me again about this kid, Daniel Jones. I, 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 I just want to know. I want to know. What, you guys have any more ammo left? Because guess what? He might be a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's very good. He might be an adequate quarterback one, okay? It happens. People are wrong. But the fact that New York media slurped this to heaven, and then I had to get, get completely annihilated on social media for years, this man has shown up this year, and he puts up 400 yards on the Saints defense. So a pat on the back here. So what happens when he goes 178, two picks, and a fumble loss next week? I haven't seen that in, in a good in a good 10 games, so I think he's done with that. You know, Mike, I have to say this, because you stan Daniel Jones way more than I stan Tom Brady. And you make fun of me all the time for it. Oh, Tom Brady stands. Oh, here they are. They're blinded and delusional. Yes, Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. what did you say? I've always told you that. I've always been in your corner. Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback. Is he great? No. Uh, I agree. And you know what? I've actually seen a few uh, twi tweets. I can't remember who it was. That, that, that said, from people with blue check marks, that said Daniel Jones ate not the problem. And they beat the Saints. Cheers to you, buddy. One by one, baby Yoda's just laughing in my face. One by one, the media will join me. And one by one, I want to hear, I don't want to just hear he's good. I want to hear people apologize for giving this, for almost losing this man his job. If this, because you always pay him in here like, you know, 27 interceptions in his first year. I guarantee, you know why the media didn't care about that? Or they, or they wouldn't have cared about it as much as they did about Daniel Jones? Because that was their guy already. Just like they hang on to Jameis Winston and they hang on to everybody else, they didn't give Daniel Jones the same respect because they thought that he was terrible because everyone else told them he was. Make your own opinions, people. It's not hard. Okay, Aaron. Caught in 1080p. You know, I, I just want to talk about football today. And so... Urban Meyer celebrated the Jaguars' loss in Cincinnati. That was in Cincinnati, right? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it was. Their uniforms are throwing me off and it's pissing me off. Anyways. Um, orange. Who else is orange besides the Browns and the Bengals? They wore white, though. I thought they wore orange on Thursday. Nike's doing – they wore white with – yeah, it was it was rough. All right. But um, anyways, Aaron, this looked, this looked bad. It looked awkward. I will give him credit for this because I want to be the person to say this. I'm not saying that a married man should do that. I'm, of course, that's not my business. I'm also not saying that nobody will discipline him. I'm saying from though from that video in those pictures, he looked actually like he was being, I don't want to say used, but he looks like the girl's looking for a lot of clout that just isn't there. If anyone saw that lap dance, or Meyer was not really, he looked like he was groggy as crap. I don't know if you discipline him for something like this. And I don't know. What is your take on this whole thing? Um, so I don't What would you discipline him for? Infidelity? He didn't do it. He's, he hasn't done anything. If that I mean, video how, was a lot more sensual, I would see why they would discipline him. I don't see anything wrong here. I think the public is just being stupid. Did he apologize? I didn't see if he apologized or not. 
No, but um, I saw a fake apology where Urban Meyer would like to apologize to the Jaguars organization. There's a homer and a deep right by Castiano. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's, to me... So let me ask you a question. Let me paint you a different scenario. If Urban Meyer was caught at a strip club with a woman dancing on him, is that worse? The same? I think I think it's worse because if he didn't look as groggy, I, I would get it. But like he look, just looks so out of it. So I, to your point, depends on how he looked. Because if he looked that bad, I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. I see a girl trying to get some clout. I don't look at it as a girl trying to get some clout. I bet there was a situation where she was invited over or she's in that circle there. But um, there. I don't know. She knew who he was because she posted on the Twitter or Instagram, Instagram about like taking pictures with them and, and things like that. And I don't know. To me, I feel like this is kind of a big nothing burger at the moment. I agree. And how many times do we see, we, we can't say we see, but we hear of players cheating on their wives, you know, coaches cheating on their wives. I mean, let's not. None of our business. I'll say this. I learned a long time ago, probably 15, 20 years ago when I was probably a teenager in high school. Athletes and people in sports are not role models. Amen. They are not role models. Please stop looking up to these people. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald, maybe Tim Tebow. And, mm. and, a, and a hand you 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 shut your mouth with Tim Tebow. No, I'm not Larry Fitzgerald. You don't. You have a problem with Larry Fitzgerald? I've I've heard I've I didn't realize this, but this was hidden from the media so well. I read that he beat the crap out of somebody years ago, and it was covered up, or when he was settled and out of court or whatever. Like like a significant other or a person? It was significant other. Oh well, that, yeah, that I haven't heard of. Okay, well, That's even take I... take take them out then. Take them out. Take every athlete out. They are not role models. Please stop. Let them do what they want. In the age of social media, this is a problem. I mean, I think we had yeah. four or five years ago uh, Jerry Jones in the same situation. You know, so what? The only person he owes any kind of explanation to is his wife and his kids. Other than that, I don't care. You know what? I want to give you credit for that as well because I'll say right now, Twitter has, has become a – I mean, social media has become a cesspool – of trying to find out who's doing something wrong. People look at these people in the spotlight and they try to find things wrong with them and they're they're doing way worse. Like, don't hold these people to some Christ-like standard when you're not even being the same way yourself. Like, it seems like it seems like more of a clout thing than anything. I don't, even if it wasn't heard, you're trying to do it. The social media ran with it and it's really frustrating because now he's probably going to issue some apology about a video or whatever. But I don't think he's going to be disciplined though. I mean, if he wants to issue some phony apology to, to, <laughs> to smooth things over with the media, that's fine. It doesn't affect my life day to day. But, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, the only people he owes an explanation to are his wife. And maybe she knows about this stuff. Maybe they have an open relationship that we don't know about. His wife was liking stuff on Twitter, one of jokes about it. So I thought that was pretty – She, I mean, she had to do that. She knew that stuff was public. And she liked some of the jokes I thought was pretty funny. I got. I can only imagine. I can. I can tell you this from just growing up and interacting with people and other couples. Like people have different lifestyles than you. Trust me. Some things are just not something you're cool with, and maybe they have that lifestyle. I don't know. Take us to break, and after that, we're going to talk about the the Sunday Night Football and our new sponsor. 
Yeah, obviously, you know, you had the most anticipated game of the week. We are going to talk about that on the other side of the break. And we've got a new sponsor. I'm going to tease you here real quick. Whee! I know. What the heck is that? We'll find out on the other side. We're going to commercial here. It's the AM Drive with Mike and Aaron, presented by Buttercloth. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code one two o z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains a six-way stretch and breathe the Very yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now, Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at Fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Aaron, that's a mighty fine sweatshirt you got on there. Thank you, buddy. I think it looks pretty decent. Where'd you get it from? I got it from our shop. If you that's want right. AM Drive merchandise, too, like this flashy, awesome hoodie, please go to amdrive.online. They've got – what else do we have there, Mikey? Really comfortable t – really thick, good T-shirts. Um We've got a mug, which is really cool, like really detailed. I, I love the mug. I mean, it's a mug. Like, what can what can go wrong? <laughs> and um, I want to say, oh, the last of the Midnight Drive merchandise. If you want to get that, I'm probably going to take that down soon. Fair enough. Yeah, I think uh, I tell you what, these things are comfortable as well. I got the two X, which normally I need a three, and uh, the sleeves are nice. I think it's uh, it wears a little big, and I can dig it. So, so we got merch. Also, we got a new sponsor. Harry. What is how what are we doing here? And, and what is the how do you pronounce this? Tell me what's going on with this right here. So we do have a new a new sponsor here. It's called Popple. And I know you're probably thinking, what the heck is Popple? Let me tell you, Popple is the newest innovation in digital business cards. Yes. They've got everything from stickers on the back of your phone, or what do you call them? Pop sockets on the back of your phone. You have a business card type, credit card looking thing, and you also have keychains, which is what I went ahead and had them send me. 
Now, I know you can't see it from far away, so I'll stick it up closer. There are Ooh. these keychains that you, you put on your keys, and it's pretty awesome. And let me show you how this works. Go ahead, Mike. You know, see, so what was before you show us how it works, what is the point of this? And then, of course, you'll show us how it works. So, of course, you don't always have business cards on you when you're interacting with people. You may, it may be an off day or you're hanging out with the family and you meet somebody you just have to interact with, or you ran out of business cards. And, and this is a, an inexpensive digital business card. I will tell you this because this, this keychain here, I believe, is only 15 bucks. And I believe 500 business cards at Vistaprint, last I looked, is 10 bucks. So this is the equivalent of like 5 million business cards or an infinite, an infinite amount of business cards. Because let me show you, it's very easy. You see my phone, I have it up on the home screen and I place this Popple device on the back. So let's say this is your, your person that you want to have your contact information. You place this on the back of the, uh, of the thing, of the phone and it see, it gets open up your Popple link. I haven't set it up yet, but it takes you right to your digital business card. Now, again, I haven't set it up yet, so it takes me to the Popple website. And all of your apps and information will be right there for the person that you just interacted with. Every single piece of contact information for you or but your you business share, yeah. or your company or your logo, everything is right there all in one. All of your links to your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams. All you got to do is put this on the back of somebody's phone. It's that freaking easy. Aaron, you was crazy about it. And I, I hate to drag this out, but I'm not going to lie. When I saw the link at first, I was like, this looks pretty sincere. Like, their website's amazing. Go mm -hmm. to drive.com by the way, and click the pop a logo. Or, but make sure to use the code AM, AM Drive when Support you buy show. that just to let – huh? Support the show, yeah. Yeah, let them know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you credit for finding these guys because it looks pretty impressive, and I'll, I've been in that situation before where I'm like, hey, you know, I got an awesome show, and people are like, oh, what's your show? The thing is, they don't usually look it up. I'll be honest, when somebody tells me about a podcast, yeah, I'll look it up. How many times have you guys forgotten the name? Well, that's just, the awesome thing. You can literally just say, say hey, hey well, let me, everyone let me has show their you. phone, and that's the thing. They have these, uh, I think they're called pop sockets. They stick on the back of your phone. Yeah. And you can just put the back of your phone up to that person's they don't uh, even need cell phone. Um, and then, but I love this. I always have my keys on me. So anytime I'm going to find interaction with them, I'm going to get this. So I have to set mine up. And uh, when you do too, go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Popple logo. And when you're there, shop for, like I said, they have like a little, like it looks like a, a business card. So it's really, it's the new age of business cards. Because like I said, I went to Vistaprint a couple of weeks ago when, when uh, I got this affiliate and 500 business cards for $9.99. Look, trust me, I have business cards from a previous podcast. Yeah. Look at this. They're still sitting here. They're still sitting here. You don't think to take these, but with Popple, you have it on you at all times. And that's the key. That is the major key. You have your business card on you at all times and you don't have to give them away. Because what I understand, statistics tell me the truth, 69% of business cards nice. get thrown away within the first hour of you giving it out. Um, you know what? I was just, I'm glad you said that. And folks, we did not prepare this, but this is crazy how, how, how I've noticed that too. I've noticed like how many times you guys like, like a business card, no matter how cool it looks, you're like, man, this dude's weird as crap. Hanging out business. What is this, 1994? And so I'm like, you know, and I don't care how nice business business card looks. You either lose it, you leave it in your car, you never use it. Even if there's a QR code, 
Nobody even uses QR codes. And I know it's like some big thing. I never have used a QR code. And people tell me about them all the time. Popple is going to be so easy. Again, you don't need it. You don't need Popple. The other person doesn't need Popple. Boom. That's incredible, Aaron. That's right. incredible. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned QR codes. I didn't really know what they were until probably a few months ago. So the sushi joints here in Vegas use, instead of a menu, they give you the QR code. You scan the QR code and the right. menu comes up on your phone. Now, that's cool. I kind of love the, the QR codes. But, yes, you uh, you want to sign up for the Popple account. You want to get yourself a keychain or a digital business card, which you can keep in your wallet, or even one of those pop sockets on the back of your uh, on the back of your phone. Please, again, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the Popple logo. Get yourself one of those avenues. Eliminate the need for business cards. And make sure you use promo code AMDrive when you sign up. Amen. Doink, Aaron. I, I got to give Bill Belichick mad credit. And I'm not just saying this is a Brady, like, op op opposing or opposite. I don't Anyways. What are, what are you trying to say there, Brady? I, I was going to say apologist, but the opposite of apologist would be what? You're a Brady hater. Oh, my! fair enough. But, folks, Bill Belichick was this close to being a genius last night. And Nick Folk was this close to being a hero in a pouring down rain from 56 yards until boom. That was crazy. Um, I was shocked. I honestly was scared to death that Brady and the Buccaneers were going to lie up the score. I was scared of my bets. I was scared of everything about this game. Even if it was still, even though it was in the rain, I was scared of this game. Bill Belichick orchestrated a perfect game plan. And literally was this close to being a genius. I mean, this dude, I know that Brady lost. I know oh, I'm, oh, I wish. I know that Brady won. I know Belichick lost. I think Belichick looked incredible last night. Brady did his thing in the end, and Belichick literally almost outsmarted him. It was nuts to me. I mean, I think you're taking this way too direct approach. I mean, first of all, it was Brady versus, Bi or uh, excuse me, Belichick versus Byron Leftwich. I mean, let's let's be honest. I understand that uh, you know Brady can call audibles at the line. The question is, is did Belichick do the least and make Brady think he knew what you know Brady had done for twenty years? You know, maybe it was almost you know the uh, what do you call it the psycho psychological effect? Like, hey, I, he knows what I can do, so let me change. Well, how about we play this defense? Because what I understand, and Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels told me, is probably like 75% of the plays that they set up for Tom Brady to read the defense, they switched out of it immediately when the ball was snapped. And that's smart. Right. So my, I look at it situation, and you say almost a genius. I think I think Belichick, I mean, the whole team, McDaniels put together a good game plan. It was executed almost to perfection, in my opinion. Look, no. New England's not – I mean, I understand the Jets game. New England's not going to blow people out this year. And I love the fact that I see the, you know, the Shannon Sharps – not Sh yeah, Shannon Sharps of the world. Oh, well, Cam Newton can do what Mac Jones is doing. Yeah, he probably could. He could probably take a team to one and three. That's fine. But the thing is, is why do I want 30-something-year-old Cam Newton playing for this ball club when I can get the experience and get all of the timing and get this guy some – some pro-ready snaps in Mac Jones. Why do I want to give this team to Cam Newton? Anyways, I don't want to get too far on Cam Newton. I think, in my opinion, the takeaway for me for this game is that I think both sides, Brady, Belichick, Patriots fans, we all got closure. 
Yeah. There's no, there shouldn't be, unless there's a Super Bowl matchup, there shouldn't be any more times where they face each other. So I understand Belichick, you know, oh my God, he can't win without Brady. Look at Brady. You know, it was funny because when Brady signed with the Bucks, everybody's like, oh, well, he can't win without Belichick. He's a system quarterback looking at you, buddy. Uh, you know, he he can't win without Belichick. He's going to struggle. He's 40X years old. And then, you know, so like, let's just, let's just take it for what it is. Belichick is a phenomenal coach and Brady is a phenomenal quarterback and together they needed each other for a 20 year run on supremacy. It is what it is. They absolutely needed each other. I understand Brady's won a Super Bowl and those things can happen, but to say that they could have done what they did without one or the other is just absolute ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement. I agree with that because I believe I've always given Brady credit for his brains and the fact that he doesn't make mistakes, like yeah, I mean, he will make a lot of boring throws, but he also find he also manipulates the defense. And my think Belichick and McDaniel's taught him that well. And what good is what good is throwing the ball down the field if the defense knows you're going to do it every time? You know, if the offense is conservative and you can, all you have to do, like I told you with Mac Jones in the beginning of the year, you know those dink and dunks, those Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type plays, he couldn't hit them. He yeah. needs to make sure if he wants to be successful in this league. He has to hit the seven-yard slants or the seven-yard out routes. That is the Patriots' offense. And whatever the fact of the matter is, you can get five to seven yards of play. You can't be stopped. You can't be stopped. So they look at this situation here, and I think Mac Jones is going to be fine. You know, just keep getting these reps. And Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going to go their separate ways. They'll both be fine as well. Maybe neither of them ever win another Super Bowl again. And the problem is, is again, I'll say it, both – Brady and Belichick needed each other for the 20-year run that they had. I dig it. Um, let's get to our sponsor for this um, segment officially. It is Fanatics. And, Aaron, I know you're a fan of sports. You do a show with me. So I must be a fan of sports. We are Fanatics. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F. Support us. And at the same time, support your favorite team. Let's get into some college football talk now. Listen, Maryland Terps came into this game with the blackout, the nice uniforms, <laughs> and Talia Tagovailoa, he was the guy who was completion percentage was great. There's five picks, and Iowa stomps them. Manhandles them, runs over the turtle on the road. I don't know how to say this. They killed him. Your thoughts on this game? I watched this game live, and – I almost turned it off after the first half. It was ugly. Yeah, this game got ugly. I mean, <clears throat> I had this team uh, on one of my picks on AM Drive Picks, if you follow us there, and I had them at plus four. And you just sometimes you just can't be any further from the correct side. Now, I, I said this to people that I, I talk sports betting with, and sometimes it's not always even about winning the bet for me. A lot of times when I handicap sports, I'm okay being wrong. But I'm not okay being this wrong. I mean, what was the final score? 51 to 10 or something like that? 51, 51 to 14. 14, I think. If the, if if Iowa beats them, you know, 17-14 or, you know, 21-20, I feel okay. Or even if Iowa beats them 27 to 20, I feel okay not being right, but not being that far on the end of the spectrum wrong. Iowa looks fantastic. I have doubted Iowa for five weeks now. I'm done with it. I'm off of them betting on or against them because I have bet on them as, as well this 
this year, and they did not cover in that spot. So <laughs> Iowa is on my blacklist right now in terms of betting. Uh, but that being said, yes, uh, Talia Tagovailoa uh, kind of looked like his brother. Five picks and uh, just incredibly uh, inept, I guess you could say. He he was he was reading the defense wrong all night. He threw in a coverage that they completely disguised. Dude, it was ugly. But I was going to play Penn State. We'll get to that obviously on Thursday or Friday show. Mm-hmm. That's a big matchup. Yep, huge. Bearcats beat the Fighting Irish, and they beat them pretty good. They led seventeen to nothing to start the game. Actually, at halftime, they led seventeen nothing. Irish came back, made it close, but Bearcats. Listen, I know that Notre Dame is not great this year. I mean, I, I know they were ranked top, but nobody cared about Notre Dame this year. This is a bigger win for Cincinnati because this shows that they can contend with some of the big boys. Maybe not all the big boys. I was not expecting Cincinnati to, to beat them like they did, and they, they beat them pretty good. Walked into South Bend yeah, and beat them pretty good. I don't care who you are. You walk into South Bend and beat Notre Dame, you've got to be talked about as a quality team. Look, yeah. the uh, the Bearcats entered that game with an 11% chance to reach the college football playoff. Now, according to All-State Playoff Predictor, with that victory, they have a 39% chance to reach the playoff. They are the four. If the playoff started today, they are the number four seed, according to the All-State Playoff Predictor, Woo! which would make them the first G5 team to make the playoff. Now, obviously, I wanted UCF for those two years in a row to make the playoff. It didn't happen. But well, we as a have. fan... Probably should have, but I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. I need four shows. Um, <laughs> I think it's. I think this is a situation where a G five school has a chance. So G five fans of other ones should be rooting for it. I know I'm contradicting myself because I can tell you what, as a Florida State fan, when Clemson's in the national title game, when Miami's in the national title, game, I hope they get beat by fifty. So <laughs> it's kind of a catch twenty two to me here, but. One of these G5 teams has to get in and and probably going to be the four seed, probably going to play Alabama. And once you get on the field, this is what this is what all the G5 fans wanted. Once you get on the field, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, and I mean, real quick, like I don't want to get too into this part, but I well, let's see, we got Georgia, Alabama. If Georgia, of course, beats um if Georgia beats Florida, and even if they Florida. don't, I mean, might as well. Cincinnati and I guess Penn State or Iowa. That's what I would do. Unless Ohio State, I know Ohio State's already screwed themselves over. Uh, yes, but they do. I believe they do have Penn State uh, on the schedule. Fair. So the winner of that game, I guess. And they'll probably play uh, if they make the title game. Probably play Iowa from the west side. So Ohio they have State's probably praying that Penn State wins this weekend. Because uh, that way it would look better for them if they beat them. It would, but at the same time, you don't want Iowa to have any conference losses because Iowa's on the other side of the, of the division. Yeah. So you want to meet up with Iowa, and you want to be – I mean, you want to be top five if you're Ohio State because you know if you win out, the computer's going to put you in. I mean, or the computer. The committee's going to put you in. Same thing. We, we know that. Um, but, yeah, I would say Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati, or in one of Ohio or Penn State – or uh, Iowa or Penn State at this point. But my point, my uh, the G five point has always been, let you know if if Notre Dame's going to go get beat by thirty, Cincinnati can just as easily get beat by thirty as well. Fair, I agree. Speaking of Alabama, hmm. you know what? I went one and four on my AM drive five. I just found that out. And I'm about to cry. <laughs> and um, it was a bad week for us. Um, so 
Alabama did not just beat Ole Miss. They stomped them. Mm-hmm. They completely obliterated them. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. had four rushing touchdowns and 171 yards. So it wasn't just goal, goal to go. He was gashing them all game. Matt Corral wasn't great. And for the first time this year, Alabama's defense stepped up. It looked like, wow, like they actually – I mean, this game should have been a shootout, and it wasn't. I'm like, this and this to me just speaks to same old Alabama being one of the best, if not the best team in college football. I couldn't – I'm like, dang, Ole Miss could at least hang with them points-wise. No, Ole Miss got shut the heck down. Your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we talked about it on Friday. I said, look, there's no way I can bet against Alabama. Yep. They just keep – proving teams wrong. These these big spreads just seem to be no problem for them. And in the FPI, they are nine points better than any team not named Georgia. Not named Oh, thank God. (laughs) They're two points better than Georgia, according to the football power index. But they are nine points better than the next best team. That's an incredible stat. I understand, you know, they had a close call against Florida. Now Florida's, I mean, depending on how you feel about Kentucky – the thing I'm, I mean, I know we're going to talk about that. The thing I'm, I'm most upset about really in this spot is, is college football becoming mundane because of the dominance? We haven't had a dominance this long in college football. And in the NFL, when the Patriots were dominating, everyone hated it. But we love it in college football. We're going to talk about Georgia next. And the reason I switched to that so quickly is because Georgia, I don't, if they, if they beat them, it would look better, but. I mean, they just killed the hogs and ate them for dinner, but you're right about that, though. I think if Georgia gets beat by Alabama and, like, by a touchdown or more, I mean, this is this is boring at this point. But And I, and I guess we're hoping for the NIT to kind of even things out. The NIT? Right? Well, the, whatever the deal they have now. Oh, the NIL. I think NIT, I'm like, that's a basketball tournament. What are you talking about? Right. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, the NIL should hopefully to do that. Oh, the, pro- yeah. the problem is, is that the big schools got the deep pockets. So, like you said, Bryce Young, yeah. who made a million dollars before he even, you know, took a snap this year. So, you know, how big are the – I mean, the only the only one I know 100% that may have bigger boosters in Alabama is Texas. Fair. But, well, I don't know. We, we kind of glossed over Georgia, though, though, but that was a – No, was, I'm, not the, I'm not the one Georgia. I was just throwing well, my dinner while we were talking. That was a curb stomping right there. That was 37 just, to 0. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you take the points in this one? Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm I'm actually stunned of the, of the games I took this weekend. This one just, like, baffles me. Like, there's no way Arkansas didn't – I just – I don't even care how good Georgia's defense is. You can't put up a point. <laughs> Do you think Arkansas was ranked number eight just to have this happen? Because Texas A&M, they barely, they barely got by te- – oh, it's not a conspiracy. They, they've been known to do this all the time. Um, te- Texas A&M was missing their backup quarterback – or missing their starting quarterback. And Arkansas, while they jumped out to a lead, hung on to beat them. Texas, what do we make of Texas? Do we they, like Texas? My thing with Texas was that they held them to 21 points. You said at any given Saturday they score 70 – Arkansas beat them like by twenty, and Texas scored twenty one. No, I understand that. I mean, like I said, any given Saturday they can score. I mean, they scored seventy against Texas Tech. Now, what's that worth? Again, what do we make of Texas? How good is this Arkansas team? Not because good. They've, they've 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 come from nowhere to be to, to rise to number eight in the country. 
I mean, last year we were talking about relegating them and Vanderbilt to a G5 conference. So is Arkansas ranked number eight because the committee or the whoever's doing these rankings knows that Georgia was going to eat them for lunch? I mean, the SEC needs quality wins to keep them atop. Oh, well, look, they beat number eight Arkansas. That's better than beating number nine Notre Dame. Sorry, Cincinnati. Thanks for playing. That, that's a good point. Was Arkansas really the eighth best team in the nation? I don't know. Our, college football has been – everything outside of number two has been weird. Well, everything outside of number two, one and two just seemed like semantics, right? I mean, where do I need to put this team to make your loss or your win look better? Or even your quality loss. We've introduced quality losses into the ranking system. What in the hell is that? Well, I'll tell you, Aaron, you wasn't a quality loss. The Jim Harbaugh's scorching oh. the Wisconsin Badgers. I uh, Michigan. I knew, I knew they would. I I took Michigan plus two, or whatever it was. You know, minus. I think it was plus two. Plus two, yeah. And Wisconsin. I I told people we saw we saw what they were twice this year against good teams already. And Michigan, just like Navy, is going to run the ball now because they have no. Jim Harbaugh cannot figure out the quarterback over there, or can't recruit one for crying in the sink. Michigan throttle them. So let me ask you this question. I know that Wisconsin has been exposed on multiple occasions this year, but if you had a gun to your head right now, who's the better conference, Big Ten or SEC? Better overall conference. Oh, it's Big Ten. It's Big Ten by, by a mile. I, I mean, you look at Georgia, Alabama, now they're great. But we can't just look over Vanderbilt and Florida and Kentucky. Just, I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, in Big Ten, we got teams that can beat a lot of SEC teams right now. Well, that's the question. You do have a Florida, you do have a Kentucky who's five and zero and and four and two, I believe, four three and two in Florida. Yes, you have, like you said, Arkansas has just made a, a meteoric rise as well. Um, but then they get you know their their doors blown in by by Georgia. I don't know. I think it it might be the Big Ten, but not by a huge margin. I mean, obviously, oh. you have Penn State, you have Iowa. You have Michigan, who we just talked about here. With Ohio with, State, uh, still good. Ohio State is still favored to win the Big Ten East. Uh, so, and they are the the best. They, according to All State Playoff Predictor, they have the best chance to win the Big Ten with thirty eight percent. So, uh, are the Wolverines for real? Uh, I, I'm not biting on this one all year. I'm happy to be, you know, wait out the bandwagon here on this one because we've seen this story too many times before. So. Are they for real? They're a very good team when they can run the football. They're absolutely They're so one-dimensional. Excuse me, when they can absolutely run the football. Let's see them. I want to see them against Nebraska. I want to see them against Michigan State, and I want to see them against Penn State and OSU. If they can get through those four, then I'm on the wagon. <laughs> I well, I mean, Jim Harbaugh has proven to me time and time again. Nebraska's next week, so that's the biggest challenge. Nebraska looks vastly improved from when we saw them week one. Vastly yeah, improved. Yeah. So let me see what uh, let me see what they can do against Nebraska. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll make my decision after the Nebraska game if I'm right. on board or not. Bold prediction here. Okay. We talked about Iowa. We talked about Big Ten SEC. I believe Iowa loses to Penn State this week. I'm, I'm, I'm already that's a sneak peek, by the way. Okay. But I believe Florida meets Iowa in the in the, in the bowl game, and Iowa beats them. Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Florida's. Florida's probably going to lose to Georgia. That'll be like a two or three loss Florida team. Well, three loss Florida team. I could see 
maybe Florida or Kentucky. Well, they're gonna mean SEC team and beat them down. How about that? Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, I think there's more of a chance they meet like Kentucky now. <laughs> or Oregon. I don't know if they do that. Oh well. Speaking, Speaking of, of Kentucky, Oregon, Oregon just knocked uh, Oregon just knocked the Pac-12 out of the playoff. I can tell you that. Right. Um, Kentucky is five and zero. And Florida's crying. They scored 13 points. And Aaron, the elephant in the room, is like Emory Jones. We need him to screw up. He threw the late interception and helped seal the deal. People have been crying for Anthony Richardson. It's about that time. I think now that you are completely out of uh, playoff contention and even the SEC East, I would say you're probably out of Unless you beat Georgia somehow. Well, even if you beat Georgia, they give Georgia you give Georgia the one conference loss. You still have two, right. and now you have to also if Kentucky runs the table. You know, Kentucky's got uh, let's see, they're three and zero in conference, and let me see, they'll probably lose to Georgia, and then there's a coin toss game against LSU. But they sh- they should even if they even if Kentucky loses two games, you're still behind them because you lost to them. So I think Florida's out. Florida's out of contention for SEC East and bye bye Gators. Yep, bye bye Gators. So yeah, let's go with Emory. I mean, uh, let's go with uh, Richardson at this point. Fair enough. Um, no more Dabo Love, Aaron. We're gonna get to a one one more game after this, but no more Dabo Love. Number twenty five, Clemson beat Boston College nineteen to thirteen, and apparently for the first time since two thousand fourteen, Clemson is going to be out of the top twenty five. Wow. Well, the AP. They're in the coaches' pool. Yeah, AP is the one a lot of people look at, though. It's fair. I mean, I think they take them all into account. But, yes, the coaches' pool, they're still number 21, even at three and two. Um, I think this is a tough – this is a uh, – I guess you would call it a rebuilding year for Clemson. I think DJ actually shows the flashes of – I don't want to say brilliance, but being able oh. to be a competent quarterback. He, he's, he's maturing this year. He's taken his lumps. Dabo – I don't think there's a problem here. I mean, I, I, have we seen a 9-3 and three season from, from Nick Saban with this Alabama team? Yes. Yes, we have. We've seen these seasons where they're probably going to be, you know, 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Next year they okay. win it all. <laughs> and then next year they'll be okay. I think DJ needs this time. I, I actually watched this Clemson-Boston College game, ironically, because I did take Boston College. So um, I had, you know, I had a bet on this one, so I keep an eye on it. I put them up at work because I have 27 TVs to put college games on. It's phenomenal. Right. So I put one up, you know, on each of the different TVs, and I had Boston College, and and I thought DJ looked fine. I mean, I didn't again watch every game, uh, whole game, play for play, but I thought DJ looked fine. He needs this year to smack him in the face. I mean, he was thrown into the fire against in that big game against Notre Dame. It didn't work out well for him, but he played phenomenally. So right. give him the give him the year. Clemson will be back next year. Let, let, let's let's not sugarcoat that. I like that. I mean, I like Dabo, but I mean. Offense has not been good this year for them. Their defense has been all right. Defense has been good. Let's hope they can continue that and get DJ up to par. Fair. Down go the Ducks. Mm. Stanford um, put it to the Ducks. Was this in Eugene or was this at Stanford? I believe it was on the road for Oregon. So, yeah, I believe it was in Stanford. Okay. Um, This can't happen. I mean, even you praised the Ducks. I was like, man, what are we doing with this Ducks team? Like, I mean, the only thing I know of is Kayvon Thibodeau, but it's like, eh. I mean, I don't know. Number three, look, 
you know, like you said, Pac-10, Pac-12 or whatever they're called might be out of it. Um, what thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks really suspect. I think the situation now is is you have to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback. Anthony Brown has shown to be a below average quarterback, and he was really known for his running, but he's only averaging 3.7 yards a carry. So hmm. you have a quarterback who's known for their running that's not running the football relatively effective. And I think, I don't know, do you stay the course now in this spot with the fact that you are only, you still only ranked eighth? I mean, so it's not like you're, I may have jumped the gun prematurely in the sense of you, the only thing that, that doesn't hurt the Stanford loss is the fact that they beat Ohio State. So now if Ohio State gets into this conversation, starts running the table in the Big Ten, and Oregon doesn't lose another game, how do you put Ohio State in over Oregon if it's a, if it's literally uh, a side-by-side comparison? Fair enough. But Ohio State better hope they run the table. Well, Oregon better hope Ohio State runs the table. I don't see a real big other test for them. The Washington game depends on how Washington looks. I know what we remember of Washington is, you know, the losses. But then they just – oh, shit, I didn't realize. They just went out and lost to Oregon State. Never mind. That one's not – a. Never mind. I take that back. I take that. I didn't realize they lost. I, they were leading at Oregon State. What the heck happened? I didn't even pay attention to the end of that game. Uh, Oregon should win out. At UCLA might be a tough contest here. UCLA just lost again. I know they did, but they still have a, a team capable of beating Oregon like Stanford like Stanford did. So, again, let's put Oregon as winning out in the Pac-12. Uh, so that gives you a situation where um, – what do we have? We have a Pac-12 team that's probably going to be top five. Do we think Oklahoma can run the table? I feel like every week they play close games. One of them is going to fall the wrong way. And mm. so the question really becomes if Oklahoma – or excuse me, if if Oklahoma well, – yeah, let's call Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Oregon all went out. Let's say they all went out. Or let's say Oklahoma also has one loss. Right. And then Cincinnati is an undefeated team. And you have Alabama, Georgia, and one of these Big Ten schools, Iowa and Penn State. Cincinnati going to get jumped? Yeah, I'll, I'll pretty, I don't think Cincinnati's going to make it. I really don't. They're going to they're going to find a way. It's incredibly unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, take us commercial. We're going to talk NFL. All right. Yeah, I'm actually like my heart's pumping for this because I, as a G5, you know, alumnus, I really want I really want Cincinnati to get into that playoff, even if it's not UCF. So now my heart's pumping, but we got to turn the page. And talk about the NFL, because we had another good week in the NFL. I did not have that great of a week if you watched the NFL preview show. But uh, we'll talk about that on the other side. If sponsored by Fanatics, please follow the socials right up there at AM Drive TV. We appreciate, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be right back just after a couple-minute commercial here. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe a Very soft. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so
nice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. For your favorite college at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear from more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. It's just another 90 minutes Monday here on the AM Drive live on 12 Ounce Sports. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at AM Drive TV. Aaron, we are in the full swing of this show today. And I'll be honest, a lot of people like playing golf. It seems like, actually, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, you play golf too? Like, everybody's playing golf now. It's what you got to do. But. A lot of you also are using the balls that are overpriced. Like it doesn't make any sense. Why play why play golf? Why play the rich man's game if you're going broke every single time you play? Your ball's overpriced. Get those same TaylorMade's Bridgestones, Callaways, any of them at Vice Golf. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Vice Golf logo. Swing better. You're welcome. Okay, Aaron, hashtag swing better. Um, the Chiefs covered, and they, they barely covered because they ran up, and then the Eagles tried to come back, but Chiefs covered finally. That was I think that was about the one I got. Um, they beat the Eagles 42-30 to behind Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That was a nasty connection all day. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, I actually didn't really catch this game. Um, I, it was too far away from where I was actually working. Um, so didn't really see a lot of it, but I will say this, uh, last week I made a trade in one of my fantasy football leagues, Tyreek Hill for, uh, James Robinson felt like wow. it was a really good trade at the time until Tyreek Hill goes out and puts up 198 yards and three touchdowns, but I needed a running back. McCaffrey went down. So I needed a running back. <clears throat> so I felt like, thank you, Tyreek Hill for a nice 48 point send off, uh, as you go to another team. Um, oh, so on, he scored 48 for you. He scored 48 for me Good. because the trade doesn't go through until this week. So uh, that was a nice send-off because uh, now he's going to go over to another team, hopefully stuck, suck it up for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but on the field here, uh, it looked like, yes, while uh, Philadelphia tried to make a comeback, um, Mahomes and the, and the crew just uh, kept them at arm's reach, I guess is the best way to put it. Like you can You can get close, but not too close. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire proved to be the difference in my opinion 102 yeah. yards on the ground when he can run the football it takes the pressure off of having Pat Mahomes have to be a superstar and now I'm not saying he's not he's a great quarterback but just like Brady just like Manning just like Rodgers if they know that that's all you can do then you're screwed look how Rodgers looked when he had no running game until Aaron Jones came along he had problems throwing the football. They didn't get to NFC championships. And then when Aaron Jones comes along, 
they get to two straight because Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon can run the football. When you yep. have both elements, it makes your team that much better. Look at the years that Brady had no running game. They weren't good. They weren't great. They were still good, but they weren't great. When you can't run the football and you're one-dimensional, I don't care even if this is a passing lead that favors wide receivers and quarterbacks. It's hard to do. Yeah. Here on the 90-Minute Monday, I'm talking NFL right now. Cardinals in, a, in what was might have been the most surprising. See, if the Patriots had been the Buccaneers, it would have been the most surprising game. Mm-hmm. This to me right here took the candy after that field goal doinked off the crossbar. Um, Kyler Murray showed up and Matthew Stafford did not. 26 of 41, two touchdowns and a pick and a QBR 50.2. Chase Edmonds, your boy, had 120 rushing yards and James Conner had two rushing touchdowns of his own. I don't know if you guys know this, but he had cancer a while back. Um, hey. You don't know it. You've been living under a rock. Right. Cardinals killed him. On the road. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, so the Cardinals have have basically taken the leap into this NFC West, and we talked about this before the season. We thought the Cardinals might be the fourth-place team in this division and might be better than three-quarters of the rest of the league, but I think this is kind of something that proved that case. You know, Cardinals are now currently, after one month, in first place. They're 4-0. But what did we say about Seattle, San Francisco, L.A.? These these division games are going to matter because it looks like the Cardinals and to an extent Seattle and, and San Francisco. We talked about it when Seattle lost to Minnesota. You can't lose the games that aren't in your division. you got to win all those games because your divisional games are going to matter. And this is what mattered. And you're right. The Cardinals went into L.A., which is a huge leg up because now they have the win on the road. They got one more game against them at home. They also have a margin of victory that's relative. I mean, 17 points is huge for tie-breaking purposes as well. 17 points scored on them is, is big for tie-breaking purposes. Kyler Murray, I, I felt like he just did enough to win the game. I felt like the running game, like you said, the defense was what stifled. And, and I said this before. I said the defense, actually, the Cardinals defense, said this on it's Friday, good. is playing better than the Rams statistically. Even all, I like the Cardinals defense. I like it. We all want to give the credit to the Rams defense, the L.A., the glitz and the glamour. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, they are no slouches. But statistically, the Cardinals defense is playing better than the Rams right now. And that's that's what showed here. Yeah, Kyler Murray is still going to do Kyler Murray things. He made some good throws in this game. But when they're on the running game, of course, was, was, was the cherry on top. But I think I, I agree with you. Cardinals defense to me. Low key, low key might be up there with the best in the division. The 49ers just got punked by Russell Wilson again. Right. And we know that the Seattle defense is not very good. And, right. Yeah, and so that's, yeah, no, I, I agree with you in that, in that aspect. But again, does this mean that the Cardinals are just going to win the division? No, it's far, right. far from over. So um, good on them. And I don't think Stafford had a bad game. I think he, he was fine. Yeah, I mean, he was fine, but he could have done more. But, hey, good game. You can always do more when you don't win, right? Right. Touchdowns on the Cobb. Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers. Boy, people were wondering, why does he want Randall Cobb back? Well, I guess now we know. Steelers defense, like you said, was healthy coming in this game for the most part. And (laughs) their offense just could not hold the phone with them. It was 7-0 early with a nice pass from, um, from Big Ben to Deontay Johnson. That was Big Ben's only passing touchdown of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Packers have won three straight. Week one is week one. 
They look like a good team again. Yeah, I mean, like like we said, you know, overreaction. Like we talked about it in the NFL preview show. Don't overreact to one week. And the Green Bay Packers are back firing on all cylinders. You know, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I almost wonder if if Aaron Rodgers did it on purpose just to make everybody hate him. Week uh, one. <laughs> I mean, he, the way he played compared to now is just weird. How do you look that bad? I mean, how do you look? How do you like? Pardon my my uh, my what I'm going to do here, but how do you let Daniel Jones shred you and Aaron Rodgers, your stuff, Aaron Rodgers, but don't even try Aaron Rodgers is better than Daniel Jones. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. How is wow. it night, night and day Aaron, Daniel Jones at home. I thought there was no way. Or I'm sorry. Daniel Jones on the road. The saints are at home. You let him shred you, but somehow on a neutral site, you get Aaron Rodgers like that. It's just, it's just weird. It almost makes you wonder if Aaron Rodgers did it on purpose after the off season. Good point. <laughs> Just like, hey, look how much you need me. I can tank this franchise if I want. That, to. Yeah, he um, he doesn't seem to care about it either. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, hey, Aaron, we're losing. Nah, y'all losing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good meme. But Randall, wrap this up. Randall Cobb, if he can be a compliment to Devontae Adams, this team's going to the NFC Championship again. No problem. Just a matter of if they play the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they can beat any of those teams. I don't either. I think the right, Packers are going right to they're going to be a four a third or fourth place team in this year. Actually, I take that back. They they might be able to beat the Bucks. Fair. Um Cowboys speaking of Buccaneers, Cowboys played them close. And they're 3 and 1. And Aaron, I want you to read that again for me. Cowboys are what? They're 3 and 1. And they're beating t- I mean, I know the Panthers the whole thing was they hadn't played anybody good. I mean, Cowboys killed them. Like four, well, it was 36-28, but I think it was like a 20-point game, and then Sam Darnold got a couple garbage-time touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, four passing touchdowns from Dak. Ezekiel Elliott, 104. When's the last time he had 143 rushing yards? Holy cow. Um, that dude showed Finding up. Finding his stride again. Finding his stride again. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, but, I mean, Cowboys killed him. I'm, they look good. Yes, the Cowboys look good. I said that, you know, Dak – Top 10 quarterback, stays oh, healthy. Yeah. This team is primed and ready. They have a uh, they have a, a lesser-tier schedule because of where they finished last year as well. They get to go play the Giants next week. I think that's going to be a relatively manageable game to handle. Um, they, they, to me, they, they, get a, they get a schedule that favors them, you know, in my opinion. So I think – do I want to overreact here? Do I really want to – yeah, I think I'm going to do it. The NFC East is locked up. Well, yeah, that that's easy. Um, is it that easy? Is it that easy, huh? Well, that that to me is easy. I mean, football team's defense is not good. Oh, Taylor Haneke showed up again. Um, um, let's see who they got. The Giants, who are could show. I mean, Saquon Barkley finally looks good, but I don't really trust their defense right now. And then the other team is the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is okay, but r- rookie head coach and a second year quarterback. Eh. Fair enough. Um, Browns escaped the Minneapolis by the skin of their teeth. Vikings led this game early. Then the Browns came. I think the Browns scored a two-point conversion after a touchdown. They got a field goal, then another field goal. 14-7, to and by far the lowest total of the week. Baker wasn't great, but I guess once Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison combined for 54 yards rushing on 19 carries, Kirk Cousins wasn't great either with a 9.9 QBR. 
And it wasn't even the lowest of the week, Davis Mills. Yeah, but it wasn't even that much worse than the winning quarterback in this game, Baker Mayfield with a 15.6 QBR. Yeah. I made a horrendous mistake in fantasy football this year waiting to draft a quarterback, and I ended up with Baker Mayfield, and it oh. is it is kicking me right in the ass. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of defensive football, this was your cup of tea right here. I actually thought Kirk Cousins played relatively well. Um, he actually was the higher – Higher rated quarterback, if you don't look at QBR, if you look at um, the rating, if you, look, yeah. if you look at the ratings, he was actually a higher rated quarterback in this spot. Cleveland's in trouble. Like, I know that they won this game. And I know that, you know, like I said, like I said, you know, these are the type of games if you want to be a Super Bowl contender. Lucky for them. They're but not, not winning like this. Lucky for them. There's not a ton of contenders in the AFC. So, you know, they can afford to have weeks like this. I mean, a win's a win, right? A win's a win. So I just, I, again, if this team walked into Kansas City or or had a home game against Kansas City, they'd get the, the, the their doors blown in. This this week's Cleveland Browns team. I think Ravens are gonna beat them twice this year again. I don't I don't see why that I mean can 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 Pittsburgh beat this team? Uh if Pittsburgh's gonna Pittsburgh's gonna find a way to get better offensively somehow, some way. I mean, Najee Harris is starting to get is starting to look good. Mm-hmm. They could win one by the skin of their teeth, but I think Bengals. I think Bengals could beat them once. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to believe in in Cleveland. I do too. This was a tough one. I mean, again, how can you feel so discouraged and, and disheartened after a win? Yikes. They almost um, with the Texans game, like they were that was a close game until Tyrod. I think that was a game Tyrod went down. Well, they were tied at halftime, or it was a pretty close game at halftime in that in that one, and then Tyrod didn't come out for the second half and they couldn't score. At least the Browns are winning these type of games. I'll leave it at this, but it, I mean, then again, you if you're that team, you gotta win by you gotta win by better than that. If if, if the opposing team's best running backs are combining for 54 yards on 19 carries. It's up to you, and they didn't show up. They scored 14 points. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, to do this to my boy Teddy Covers, your boy Teddy Covers, too. Got a concussion. Drew mm-hmm. Locke was terrible. <laughs> I mean, good Lord, he was terrible. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson, little elf in the room here, um, 28 rushing yards and 316 passing yards. Ravens win 23-7. Yeah, that was a nice little uh, unicorn performance from Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, when Te- uh, Teddy Bridgewater goes down, he wasn't really having a game uh, that great of a game to begin with. Uh, the right. touchdown, the opening uh, salvo to, to Noah Fant was probably the best thing he could do. I felt like even with Teddy in this game, I don't know if um, I don't know if Denver really stood a chance even at home. Right, Lamar, Lamar, and the boys just seem to be running right now. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, I understand, like you said, Teddy was out. Uh, they've played three games on the road and they've won two of them and they probably should have won the game at uh, in Oakland, or not in Oakland, here in Las Vegas. That's going to take a while. Uh, they probably should have won that. I mean, they're one weird fumble away from 4-0 and I don't think people are giving them enough credit. I mean, they've already moved on from the Kansas City win because of what happened in Detroit. They got to figure out the real running back situation. I, mean, I love Latavius Murray. 
And if that's your guy, then great. But is he the number one bell cow? Yikes, I don't know. I mean, I know they're trying to ease Le'Veon Bell in. Call but... Le'Veon Bell. That's all I got to say. Give What's him a that? chance. Well, he did. He rushed uh, four times for 11 yards in this game. Yeah, they got to bring. They got to just throw him in there. Like, throw him to the Wolves, bro. I'm sorry. Well, the thing is, they're playing well in spite of the fact that they don't have a, a real running game. I mean, I guess Lamar is a running game, but you're right. He only ran seven times. Uh, Lamar's last two weeks, he's thrown the football well. He threw. Uh, I know it was against the Lions, but he had some nice passes in that game. In this game, he throws for three hundred. It's not bad. And he doesn't have what I think is his best target. Now, don't no disrespect to Hollywood Brown, but once they can get back Rashad Bateman, and I know he's a rookie wide receiver that doesn't really pan out a lot, but he adds such an element to this offense that uh, we just haven't seen yet. So. If they can continue winning despite that, and then he opens up the offense for him, Baltimore might be a dangerous team. I might want Balt. I might want to feel more confident in my Baltimore Super Bowl pick at that spot. Hey, all right, cool. And there are some rookie quarterbacks that we've seen them all, I believe. With I, I, I no besides Kyle Trask, but he was hurt last night, so Brady went down. I don't know what they were going to do, <laughs> um, but no, we've seen basically all the rookie quarterbacks so far in at least. A game each. Mm-hmm. Let's start off. Let's give him some grades. Let's start off with Davis Mills, <laughs> who um. Let's start off about, with the worst student. Huh? Let's start off with the worst student. Yeah, we gotta we gotta kill him early. Um. So Davis Mills, I kind of said that he had the highest passer rating with minimum of two passes. I told you guys that was garbage, and um, he threw for. Let me check my notes here. Eighty-seven yards. Four picks, and this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen this in my life. 0.8 QBR. That has to be a record. Besides uh, 0.0, is, obviously. Yeah, so it is not a record. Um, one of one of Eli Manning's first starts, I think he played the Ravens, and he had a 0.0. They brought it up on Monday Night Football when Ray Lewis was on. So I thought they had to bring that up, bro. Although it is atrocious, a 0.8 QBR, it is not the uh, it is not the worst. But I mean, this is what we expected, right? Out of the Texans, so I didn't really care for Davis Mills. The, but they've flown so far since Tyrod Taylor went down. But have, did you watch any of this game at all? Yeah, I mean, I saw not 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 live, but I saw a few plays. Yeah, this team is in so much disarray. I again. I'm not going to be a Davis Mills stand. Trust me on this one. But he literally had zero time, zero time to throw. He made the Buffalo Bills defense look like the 85 Bears. Yeah, they won 40 to nothing. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) I think everyone knows. (laughs) Right. Um, And what's your grade for him? I got D minus. I can't go F, but I couldn't go much higher than D minus. Maybe a D. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an F. It's an F. It's absolutely what? an F. It's absolutely an F. On um, just a shade over fifty percent passing, four mm-hmm. point yard average yards per per uh, per completion, four picks. I mean, what what do you want me to give him? It's it's an F. Now, is it, my- is it is it his, his scarlet letter for the rest of his career? No, but this was a bad performance by the whole team. every yeah, and this was telling his his game so far. I mean, he hasn't really shown a lot more throwing. Besides this game, so you know, I, I I I get it. Justin Fields, I guess Matt Nagy is okay right now. Justin Fields threw for two hundred nine yards and a pick, and and got a seventy four point six QBR. Come on now, come on. 
Um, I did watch some of this game. Out of the games I've seen Justin Fields, I give him a B minus to a C plus, but I'll, I'll go with the B minus. Yeah, so QBR doesn't take into effect just the stats. It takes into the fact your 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 accuracy during you know difficult throws versus easy throws. It takes it takes into account a lot of different things. Now, eleven of seventeen, obviously, that means that they relied on the run game. Dave Montgomery uh, in this aspect, which is surprising because Detroit's actually pretty good at stopping the run. David Montgomery goes for one hundred and six. Damian Williams goes for fifty five. I mean, they ran for one hundred and eighty eight yards on the ground here and three touchdowns. So. I, I look at this game as more of a testament to how the, the Detroit Lions really screwed this up. Right. And so for me, Justin Fields. Out of what you you've know, seen, and not just the one game, out of what you've seen. Oh, we're, we're great. I thought we were great in just this game. Okay. Um, Every game in bold. Well, I gave him an A-plus in the first week when we graded these guys, remember, after the Rams game, and because he did everything he was asked to do. So this Next game. Week, got stacked nine times. That's true. So this game, you average it out with the game against Cleveland. I'm still in the I'm still in the B range at this point. I mean, I, right. I, I get if you give them an A, a, an A, a B, and an F, I think you're still in like a B to B minus range, right? That's fair. Um, Zach Wilson might be the best quarterback so far from what he's been given. Um, just be the Titans 27-24 in overtime. That was crazy. And that game never ended. A bunch of people on Twitter were like, why can't we see another game? Like, why is CBS shoving this down, this one down our throats? Um, people like overtime, so that's why. 297 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, 41.7 QBR. I don't really care about that. I got B-plus for his game so far. I think he's, he's done really well. I mean, they've yeah. let him throw the ball, and I cannot lie. Even the four interception game hasn't been bad. B-plus. Yeah, I mean, you look at it here in a situation like the four interception game is such an outlier, and All right, it, oh god! But he also didn't perform well against the Patriots. That was, I, that was a four interception game. That was the same game. Then what, what yeah. game am I missing? So I have Panthers, I have Jets, or I have Panthers, I have Patriots, and I have Tennessee. What game am I missing? Oh, Denver, Denver, we got shut out. Um, this win really brings me. The, brings the curve up because right. this is one, even despite being at home, who who predicted this? Nobody. I, I gave the Titans six to darn bastards. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I took the points in this one, but I wasn't, I was definitely never going to sprinkle some on the money line in this no. spot. I mean, 66 yards rushing compared to 177. I understand that that's all from Derrick Henry. Uh, Zach Wilson for the year, that four interception outlier does give him an F. I thought he was a, B plus at at uh, at Carolina. Uh, the shutout really hurts, so let's give him a D for that one. So I want to say, I'm going to say C. I'm going to say C. I'm going to say he's a C quarterback. I would have said he was probably a D plus quarterback, and then he gets this win. C plus. I think he's a C plus quarterback. I'm going to see. That's fair. Um, Trey Lance. We've seen him a few times now. Jimmy G. I, I haven't seen what the injury was, but I know that Trey Lance he came in. Calf. He injured his calf. I think he injured his calf. Okay. Um, Trey Lance, Seahawks did win 28-21, but Lance had 157 yards and two touchdowns and 41 rushing yards, which is what Jimmy G cannot do. I've I've got a B for him so far. I haven't seen much, but he's done well. I don't think his accuracy was that great in this game, but he's done well for what he's been asked to do. 
Well, I mean, we're looking exactly at what we saw in the preseason. You know, 9 of 18, 50%, 157 yards and two touchdowns. But he has an 80-yard touchdown pass to Debo Samuel. He's so, nasty. He's so got on, potential. So he's 8 of 17 for 70-something yards and a touchdown after that? <laughs> I, gave, I gave him the A-plus for what he was doing in limited action. And in this limited action, I would say he did – he did B minus for this keep, one. He did keep them in contention against Seattle. He's probably going to start next week. He did get some offense from uh, or some rushing offense from Trey Sermon, eighty-nine yards on the ground. Uh, I mean, as long as he loves Debo Samuel, I'm going to give him A's because Debo Samuel is on like all of my fantasy teams. Ah! So keep keep that train rolling. I'm going to give you A pluses, but uh, yeah, B minus. Ah! No, no, not B minus. I'm sorry, that's not the right grade. B plus right now. He was an A. He kept them in. I don't love this this fifty percent completion percentage. I don't so either. He's a B plus quarterback right now. Although this way, Trey Lance it looked exactly how I thought he would all year. He is so raw, but God Almighty, when he, when he makes those throws, I mean, he is disgusting. He is the next big thing. I mean, he is Kyle Shanahan is what like what forty? He's gonna love this dude for like the next twenty years. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't doubt that. Absolutely. Okay, um, Trevor Lawrence, Bengals beat the Jaguars. Urban Meyer goes and be in, in, is a more moral idiot. Um, Lawrence, two hundred four yards, thirty six rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown, which was he looked really good sometimes. Eighty two point two QBR. I get, I've got him a B or a B minus for the whole year so far. Uh, so for me, he's you know Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been behind in every game except for this last one. They were ahead. So for three for four weeks, he's 28th in yards. He's middle of the pack in touchdowns, and he's almost last in interceptions. Now we can throw about five of those interceptions away because again, you're just throwing in garbage time. QBR almost last in the league, bottom bottom court uh, quotient of the league. Daniel here. Jones is 11th, by the way. Just let you know. Why are you preaching to me, dude? I like Daniel Jones. Thank you. I don't love him. I like him, I but. So Trevor Lawrence here, uh, I look at the situation. Yes, they're they're 0-4. They look like they're improving based on Thursday night's performance. Uh, so for me, I'm going to give him a C. I think he's just incredibly average. He's he's definitely making strides, but he's not playing well enough, in my opinion. I like your grades. I can't lie. You are so honest, and I love it. Okay. I love Trevor Lawrence, and I'm giving him a C. So. I got Mac Jones with a B plus so far. We still have to talk about Monday Night Football in the MLB, but I'm with Mac Jones B plus so far. Mac Jones, all right. So he is middle of the pack in yards, lower tier in touchdowns. Not he only has four this season in four games. So, uh, but he keeps the ball out of the uh, opponent's hands right now, and that's kind of the big thing for me. You have a good defense. You got to get the running game going for him. They are not getting this running game going for him. Damian Williams cannot be rushing for negative four yards. And their team, how do you rush for negative one yard and still in this game all the way up until the doink at the end? Uh, so I'm going to take the fact that the running game is atrocious and use that to bump his grade up to a B. Because I, I, think, I think he's playing CC plus football right now, very average football. But right. the fact that he doesn't have a running game gives me gives him a B, in my opinion. One last word on the NFL this, this week. The Colts won, baby. I had to come decked out. Okay, I'm good. I had to get that out of my system. We won. We beat the Huh? 
He beat Jacoby Brissett to go one to become one and three. We got him pissed off. He fumbled the ball and he was throwing stuff. He was pissed. <laughs> okay. I think, uh, I think Indianapolis should be thanking the Jets because uh, now Indianapolis at one and three is uh, what only one game back of first place, <laughs> or I guess yes, one oh. game and a half with the loss to Tennessee. But still, Titans could have ran away with this division so far, and they have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Agreed. With Julio, okay. Raiders Chargers on Monday Night Football. Da, 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 da. They finally have a good broadcast queue. I don't know if Peyton and Eli during this one. They are not. But see, their time's running out on this, on these things. But um, Chargers minus three, 51 and a half, I believe, still the over-under. Um, if I had to make a bet on this game based on the spread, the money line, or the over-under, I would actually go with the – I'll go over 51 and a half. That's funny. In the NFL preview show, I went with the under in this spot. Mm. And the reason I say that is just because I think Chargers defense is healthy. They're they're playing on all cylinders. They're firing all cylinders. They, they held Mahomes in check last week. This game's at home for them, which is going to be an impressive feat because the Rams just played on that same turf last night. So I'm interested <laughs> to see how the, the entire SoFi Stadium just changes, including the on-field logos and the end zones. That's what's going to be most impressive. Are you going to see some of that old Rams paint? paint on the turf there or do they just roll out other fields i'm curious i don't know how steve bummer needs to buy the chargers by the way speaking of when i went to sofi um i saw the groundbreaking for that uh the new clipper stadium as well it's gonna be like right next door so sweet they're uh gentrifying inglewood so to speak yes oh oh good be nice i mean if you know anything about inglewood i mean their motto is up to no good so (laughs) that's their slogan not their motto but that's their that's their motto so uh, going back to this game, uh, I think the Raiders are kind of a hollow 3-0. I mean, I know they're a good team. Don't take that away from John Gruden. John Gruden's doing well. But I think it's a hollow 3-0 in my point. I think the Chargers get a victory in this one. I think they'll cover the three. Give me the Chargers, and I'm going to stick with that under that I took in the NFL preview show, which unfortunately was 52 and now down to 51 and a half. I'll still take it. I'll go minus three as well. I can see that. I think Raiders are going to come back to earth this week. Who's a better quarterback? Who's a better quarterback right now, Justin Herbert or Derek Carr? Herbert. And I, I'm not a Herbert guy, but he he has looked good. Well, Derek's looked good as well, I think. Herbert. Fair enough. Um, Aaron, I love these nine minute Mondays because we can talk all about football, and then the Boston MLB decided to show their head with some historic thing that wasn't. And right, we got Red Sox, Yankees in the wild card, I believe. Yeah, after all that chaos that they promoted, we got uh, oh, the status dude. quo. We got the status quo Red Sox Yankees, which I'm okay with um, in this situation here because it's, it brings us the classic battle uh, of the, I guess, the best East Coast rivalry in sports. I, I know there's a lot of people out here, obviously, who don't care about it because they like Dodgers Giants. So I, I can respect that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a weird situation. The Yankees steamrolled toward the wild card. And the Red Sox just kind of limped there on crutches and a, and a cast. So right. does, it make, does it make me feel good that the Red Sox are, are hosting a wild card game against the, 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 the not say the red hot Yankees, but the hot Yankees, the hotter than the Red Sox Yankees. Um, Dang, yeah, you just sweep us. Come on now. One game for all the marbles. Yikes. I mean, it's one game. What do we do here? You got to go with sale. I mean, it's got to be sale day. I know that for a fact. I, I think Red Sox win. I do too. 
but I just don't feel I don't feel great about it. And I'm definitely gonna bet it. That's for dang sure. Them sweeping us pissed me off. Right. But I think I think Chris Steele's been on another level this year. And I I mean he he lost one game. I think he's had like seven starts or six starts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he or well, out of the ones he's recorded, I think it was like five and one. Like I he's fresh. I got Red Sox. I don't know money line Red Sox. I got to give the tip of the cap to Rafael Devers and Alex Verdugo for for getting this home game because uh, <laughs> losing five to two to the Nationals at, at one point in this game just ugh, that was gross. Uh, um, Aaron, what? How are you going to bet this game though? Let the people know. I'm going to bet the Red Sox on the money line. I, I'm now, not going to bet, gonna bet it. Like, how are you going to use though? Oh, oh, I see. Nice. Well uh-huh. He's not going to use that, so I'll use it. How about that? BetUS.com, code 120Z for 125% deposit, first deposit bonus. And remember, this is the key here. We love you guys and you love us, okay? So when you do that, after your first deposit, screenshot and say, and, and tell us or message us on Twitter somehow. Let us know that you used it. We're trying to go to the College Football National Championship. We're gonna force yeah. back to pay us. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I yeah. uh, I have my account open with BetUS uh, as well. I have a free play on tonight's game that they gave me a, a free a free bet. So give you oh? guys something something to sweat tonight in the Monday Night Football game. First field goal, I picked the Raiders. That's fair. So let's go Raiders. Because we oh. saw how much we saw much Brandon Staley liked his kicker last week or the week before against the Chiefs. So yeah. Yeah, that's fair. He may not go with it. So, yeah. Speaking of, I know we didn't talk about that, but how do you feel about that fourth and nine play? It's one the one where the um, Herbert throws in Mike Williams. Yeah, the, the, they got a pass interference, which helped them win the game. I know we didn't talk about that. And then, and then, and then the the goal like at the eight yard line, they throw it again to Mike Williams, the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just seemed like a low percentage play to me. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. Brandon Steele, he, he had balls of steel on that spot, nuts of steel, whatever you want to call it. And if that would have screwed up, that would have that would have fallen flat on his face. But I give him credit because it's the Chargers and they always lose close games. Go for it, dude. Drop your balls on these guys. Show them how to win. Drop your balls on these guys. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Aaron, yes. Real quick, who okay. wins the World Series? Oof, World Series. Uh... I got Giants. Oh, winning the World Series or just the matchup? Just winning. Oh, the matchup too. I got the Giants winning. Hard for me to say this. The Astros have looked really good this year. <laughs> the Asterisks. I don't want to take the Astros, but you you feeling it? Yeah. No. No. You know what? I'm going Rays and Giants. All right. In a I World Series great. that most of America will not want to watch. Who do you think would win? I'm going I'm to give the Rays their first title. Oh, you homer. I'm not a homer. I do not like the Rays. Trust me. You can ask anybody oh. in my family. I do not like the Rays. I've never liked the Rays. That's fair. But what are you going to say about the fourth and nine play? I don't mean to jump back to that, but I kind of cut you off there. I, don't, I had to I get think, that, though. I think it's one of those. Anyways, it, it wasn't really that important. I just thought it was a bad play. I think it was a bad low percentage play. And uh, they got lucky to get the they got lucky to get the penalty. So, I mean. Yeah. Does he look like a genius because he got the penalty? I don't. I don't know. If they convert it, I think that's a better situation. But you got you ran an you ran an eight yard out route and got a penalty. Like that's not that's not ballsy. That was stupid. 
he saw something. Or he called, he did call a timeout. I think they were gonna punt. He was like, oh, we'll, we'll do it anyways. <laughs> Aaron, just a reminder. Um, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the pop logo. Our newest sponsor. And guys, I'm telling you what. I really am so excited to order mine once I have, finally have money again. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, <laughs> I get Wendy's too much. <laughs> um, I just want. I'm serious. I just want to say. You, especially, I know there's a lot of people out there that listen to us that have a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast now. Why not just say, hey, here's my podcast, bro. Here. You are buying Popple. You are buying Popple. Yes. Guys, I cannot stress Popple. this enough how impressive this thing looks. Please use the code AM Drive. Even if you don't go to the MikeAndAaronDrive.com website, you will. But even if you don't. Code AM Drive. That and you can actually personalize some of them too, I believe. You can personalize all of them, all to your. Uh, oh, you mean the actual keychain? Yeah, there there are some some creative ones. They're a little bit more expensive. If you just want the basic one, I think it's like twelve to fifteen bucks, which but, is not bad uh, for a keychain, especially not, that does that. That does that, yeah. But I think the more expensive ones, the customized ones, where you can get your logo on it, I think those are up in the twenty to twenty-five dollar range. But still, not a bad price. Again. For the price you're going to spend on business cards over the rest of your life to have this, and it and you can customize it. Business cards, you know, once it's printed, you can't change it. It's yours forever. These you can constantly customize and update. And uh, all of our sponsors and all of our our links and our affiliates and everything are on these popples as well. So if you come see me, I'm going to throw this popple right up to your phone. Trust that. Ah! Or you just kind of pickpocket with pick popple them. Pick pop. Ooh. <laughs> Pickpopple. We could start a thing. It could be a thing. Just walk over to people and say, let me see your phone. Why? There. All right. It's just another 90-minute. We're going to advocate that. Just another 90-minute Monday here, folks. We appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. And uh, we've got a whole week full of stuff. we got Steffi Smalls on Thursday to preview the uh, Thursday night football game. You know her and you love her. So please make sure you tune in on our Thursday show. All of our shows. We're on Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. 7 a.m. Pacific, as well as the NFL preview show on Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, and Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, as well as the re as the replay. So for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Follow us on the socials right up there, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Adios.